0: I'm Sadek and I'm Christian, and this is episode 99 of Shades of Brown. Uh, we're so close to triple digits, it's amazing, but uh, we're gonna be talking, we're gonna start with new hardware. Uh, it's a lot of new hardware actually. Uh, let's start with two Apple, uh, small, small updates, I would say, not not massive, massive updates. Uh, the two new MacBooks. The, we're going to start with the MacBook Air, which got updated with basically a True Tone display. Is that it? Yeah, is that, that's it. Is it's that a True Tone it?
1: display, and it has sl- slightly slower storage. I think it's like slower read speeds. Yeah, but that doesn't like it. Nobody cares and about that. And that's about actually. it, yeah. So all it is yeah. is they just updated the screen and dropped the price on it. Um, and so the, the reason I kind of wanted to talk about these two uh, is because... It now, I would say, it now makes sense to get a MacBook Air given the price, because you can get it for a thousand. You can get it for one k if you if you're a student, granted, at a thousand one hundred. Otherwise, but outside of the the storage capacity, I don't think there's anything wrong with this computer as like a thousand dollar
0: computer. That storage though is is that that one twenty eight gigabyte. Storage. So if, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy any upgrade on this and any every upgrade is like two hundred dollars. By the way, well they
1: actually cut in price to cut in half the price of their um, SSD increases. Because remember it used to be like a thousand, I th- or like it was over a thousand for one terabyte SSD on any of their computers. They now cut that in half, so it is cheaper now to get more storage, but. So this computer, if it was a thousand dollars and had a two hundred fifty-six gigabyte hard drive, I feel like that'd be like a no-brainer, right? Yes,
0: yeah. And like like two hundred fifty-six would I think should be the starting point. Really, I honestly think one hundred twenty-eight is is a- absurdly small for a machine that's gonna be probably used for years. And eight gigs of RAM is mm, like uh fine probably for most people right like eight gigs of ram like if you're just using a web browser it's not like the. i mean my deal.
1: macbook has eight gigs of ram on it um my, i didn't get the yeah, 16 of too, RAM model like
0: mine is like really old but like i don't but run like, into
1: ram issues like even like at work where i have to have windows virtualized on a second monitor i've never ran into ram issues granted have i ran into um some web apps <clears throat> salesforce <laughs> that we use for work being absolutely disgusting yeah but on the work pcs and on my laptop right that have like Sixteen, I think one of them is thirty-two. It's still a terrible web app. That's like the only time I've ever ran anything being slow per se. So I don't think so. Sixteen more future proof, right? But I, I don't think there's anything about like modern OS design that requires you to have
0: more than 8 gigs of RAM. Yes. So what I would say is if you're if you're getting this and like you you should probably upgrade this. If you like, if you have to choose between storage and RAM upgrades, you should choose the storage, right? Because that is gonna actually materially affect you more than the RAM if you're in the in the market for this sort of machine, right? Like I would imagine this is popular with everyone. Like it's especially with students, I think. Uh you probably you students will definitely benefit more from the storage, I think, than the uh than the RAM upgrades. Uh but I think it's
1: nice. It's nice now that with the um, with either like a Windows device or or a Mac OS device, we can now say you know like if you want a Mac, the MacBook Air makes the most amount of sense minus the storage. And then if you want a Windows laptop, right, we can always now say that the Surface Laptop makes the most amount of sense, and they're both like equally the same price. Actually, I think the Surface Laptop. Let me check here. I think that it comes with how much storage? Because the Surface Laptop's nine hundred US. Um, There's like a hundred, two hundred dollar difference there, but I'm just trying to figure out here what's the storage because I I think the service laptop also comes with 128
0: um, gigs of of storage, yeah, on an SSD, yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's nice to have like default options for like around a thousand. And so I'm looking at it, yeah. Service laptop by default comes with 128. So I mean, it's still bad on Microsoft's part. They should also do 256, but. But I think that's what we've been missing for a while. Because like you could get this one Dell, but then the webcam's at the bottom of the screen, and that looks disgusting. Um, you could maybe go full gamer, but you're spending like three hundred dollars more to get the Razer laptop. So I think I think having this as a default option is nice. Um, and plus, too, I, it's a little bit of a sidebar, but um, they're finally adding um, Linux kernel support for the Apple's NVMe stuff. So they're adding like a proper driver, so you can actually be able to boot Linux um, on these machines.
0: Well, so, oh, that's yeah, that's an interesting idea. I uh, mean, it has Touch ID, right? Uh, so, well, on this
1: one, so with with the pros with the Touch Bar, um, the T2 chip will make it so that the keyboard and trackpad don't work. I believe on this one because there is no Touch Bar, you it's, you have a, You should be able to get parts of the keyboard and trackpad working. Uh, you should at least be able to get that working out of the box. So, like you know, it's just I, I would these are boring computers but i'm i'm glad that it like makes sense now if you want like a cheap sorry i keep using cheap but like you know uh, affordable affordable right for the price relatively relatively pricing
0: uh model uh this is cheap but like i mean i don't think anybody's like really buying this to run linux on it i'm just like just just thinking that it's not the not the target market no
1: i'm not saying that like buying linux is like a Important for buying Linux. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: buying
1: Linux. <laughs> I, we have now acquired all of Linux. It's first thing I'm doing is shutting down the Grub as a bootloader because it's terrible. Um, but, but, but jokes aside, um, I, I, I just think that for. For this machine, what you get for the price makes sense outside of the storage. Ditto for, like, on the Windows side. And macOS hasn't had that option, right? Because, because it used to be that the the MacBook, the 12-inch one, was the cheapest or the cheapest one with most modern specs. Because you always get the super old MacBook Air, but you would the screen was terrible on it. But now what they've gone ahead and done is that they have discontinued that 12-inch MacBook. And they have this one and the 13-inch one that we'll be talking about in a moment.
0: Yeah. So, and also, like, one thing we should mention the, the, the Y series Intel processor, oh, Jesus, this thing, uh, like a 1.6 gigahertz dual core. Um, it's not, it's not that, it's not, it's, I mean, for like most things, it'll be fine, I guess. But like, if you're trying to do anything processor intensive, it's, it's, you're going to struggle uh, because it's really, really not designed for anything more than basic like basics i mean it'll be able
1: to yeah. do it at the very least because like i was able i was able to edit podcasts on the you know the core m macbook so like i i think for most i mean it worked i think for most for most you know sorts of things that people do outside of like hardcore creativity work like you know hardcore like professional app stuff this computer can handle it
0: yeah uh still though i think intel is holding this back like Intel, oh no absolutely exactly.
1: absolutely it's, Intel it's holding it back it's
0: like the that's why why is this still the y-series that's the, well, this was the same y-series that's in the
1: i don't know if there's a new chip though right like what is there is there a new y-series chip out that they could replace it with that's yeah be there is nothing there
0: yeah I don't, I don't think there's anything there to replace it with uh so there, there's that bit if if you are concerned about if you're concerned about video editing and like this is not the machine for that i'm just saying it's just it's not it's not going it, to it can do everything else like all basic tasks but its the processor is going to struggle uh just the clock speed by itself is, is. um also we let's talk about i want to talk about the keyboards but to talk about the keyboards we uh, let's just talk about the next update and then we can talk about the keyboards because the keyboard is a factor in both of these uh so the other update uh refresh I guess uh is the is the entry level uh 13 inch MacBook Pro which is $200 more from the MacBook Air right to put it in context uh and it is i mean it's it's fine it's uh it's also so what does it start at it starts at like it starts at the eight gigs of RAM and one twenty eight gigabytes storage with the uh, with with the i five uh, uh, like eight gen i five quad core. Again, upgrade the storage if you have to upgrade anything. Right, uh, don't like, like just think about the storage first. Uh, you get you get two Thunderbolt three uh, USB C ports on the left two and you get a, a headphone jack, uh, three point five millimeter one. Uh, so that's that, that's and you get a touch bar with Touch ID. I think that's it. I think that's that's about it. So they
1: basically uh, um, they they killed off the no touch bar version of the MacBook Pro, and this is the replacement model for it that has a touch bar. It still has the lower clocked processors. Um, is going to have more higher powered RAM and it's going to have more cores than the than the MacBook Air. But I think this. I think like the steps of power make sense, right? So you start off MacBook Air like good enough for most things. Will last you find if you're not pushing the machine super hard. And then honestly, like I probably would be happy if I had the, um, the, the two, this, this MacBook Pro. I mean, I'm not saying like, I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm not using my MacBook to its full potential, as we'll definitely talk about later with this huge box sitting next to me right now. (laughs) But, um, but, I think for most people, right? Anyone who dabbles into like creative projects, but people who don't live in professional applications, it doesn't really make much sense to go above this. Only reason right at the ports, I would say, right? In terms of like how the machine is specced out, th- there's not a whole lot that you need more because you can put more RAM into that model, but the processor is fine and the Iris Pro GPU and it's fine for anything, You know, obviously not games, but you don't buy a Mac for games anyways. So I, I think like the steps of power now on the line where it's like, the air, the slow th- pro, the fast pros, the 13 and the 15 inch, and then you know that that as a laptop line makes sense, and it's it's interesting to have that de- that clarity back because now it's you know now and now it's it's like on regardless of of what kind of computer you want. There's like, it's easy. It, you you will know which one like does what, right? Like, I keep drawing parallels to the Surface line, but I think that Microsoft as well probably has the most well-defined line of, of Windows laptops at the moment. Because it's like, you know, you want a small tablet that's cheap, Surface Go. You, well, that could also be used as a computer or a keyboard, but, you know, it's small, it's going to be slow. You want a laptop that you know can be you know like a good for everyday use there's a surface laptop you want a tablet that's super fast premium and has a keyboard that you can get for it surface pro and then you want just a balls to the wall everything in a fucking machine then go ahead and get a surface book and that you know the the, the steps of increase in terms of power make sensor and now more so for the at for Apple's line because with with the 12 inch MacBook and the escape being there, it's sort of weird because it's like you can get this $1,400 light one, but like it's really slow, but also premium and has the nicest screen. It kind of doesn't make sense where it sits at. And ditto for the pro with the escape without the touch, with the, um, without the touch bar, rather, because it's, like, it's technically faster than the air, but it also doesn't have the touch bar, so is it really a pro. It only had dual-core chips up until now, so it didn't really make sense where it sits at, but now I think that they've sort of trimmed the fat and cleaned up the line a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, like, uh, the, the, there is no uh, Mac- MacBook Escape anymore, right? So, rest in peace, rest in peace MacBook Escape. Uh like the touch bar, you have a MacBook with a touch bar, right? Uh, how, what, how do you feel about the touch bar? Like, how do you feel about the touch bar being like the only model, like, like being like, there's no one without the touch bar, like the MacBook pro lineup without the touch bar. Uh, like, how, what do you think the touch bar is useful? Like, is it, is it like,
1: I'm indifferent to it truthfully because it's, is it useful? Yes. Like it's, been times where i have found use out of it right but at the same time i've if it was gone i really wouldn't care that much um you know it's the fact that it does exist i think it's not a problem and i i i think that you know we're never it's not it's not like you know apple will take it out and we'll magically get cheaper computers like that's not going to happen no it's but but i i think that at least since there is software running it and it's not just all hardware that it can be improved upon, but. But my issue right with keyboards on these MacBooks really isn't related to you know what what how useful is the screen at the top and and to be fair here to be fair, the third generation um butterfly keyboard well actually I have the second generation one I have the one that's a little i have the last one the first one with the membrane has been fine. I haven't had it break yet, and we haven't really heard any widespread reports of the newest one that's in both of these machines also breaking or not so I think while while there are complaints about the travel and and such, which I actually don't mind it that much. I do think they've maybe solved the reliability problems because i mean we don't a, there's
0: not enough we' just, just not, not enough time for us to like there's for anybody to like definitively say that it is like like the issues have been fixed or mitigated. Like only time will tell because it's a physical device and physical wear and tear will tell if it's if it's more prone to the failure that we have been talking about for I feel like the last year or more I feel like Uh, multiple
1: years because I think like a couple months after I got the first MacBook I started noticing problems with the keyboard but I mean. And, and granted, I've now moved. on. I don't really use the keyboard on this laptop that much because at work, I have it on a stand um, and I have a just a Bluetooth keyboard hooked up to it. And over here, I have um, a wired keyboard. But I mean, there were whenever I do use a keyboard, I've yet to notice any sticky keys. So I, I think that it's getting better, if not resolved. And. And I I don't at this point, since they are covered on the program and all of that, I don't feel uncomfortable. If someone came to me right and was like, I want to get an Apple computer, which one would I get? I wouldn't feel like, no, don't get any of them right now. I would say get it. The keyboard might shit out on you, but it's your coverage for four years after your purchase. So I really wouldn't worry about it. Um so it's I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker. Obviously, you know, if they They're probably going to just revise these with different keyboards eventually. And then at that point, we can finally stop having this conversation. Yeah. Like, um,
0: I really want to stop having this conversation because, like, I feel like it's just such, such, it's just annoying to have it because it's just like, why is this a problem? Like, this this doesn't need to be a problem. That's, that's, that's my, it's not like some new technology that's being problematic. It's just a keyboard. And really, keyboard design shouldn't be something we should be worrying about in 2019. But here we are uh so those are the two new macbooks um i'm, I'm imagining these got re- these got announced or released uh now just before the school year starts again which which is not a coincidence by the way uh that like these are these are perfectly placed for school machines right? like the especially the air
1: yeah uh, absolutely
0: yeah, and as as I said, upgrade the RAM first before you upgrade the storage. Really? If you, if you...
1: I would say upgrade the storage before you upgrade the RAM. Oh sorry.
0: I I just mixed up my own little wow advice. Wow, in the space of like five minutes. Yeah, upgrade <laughs> the storage. Uh my my concerns are usually with the RAM. That's a, I probably said that. It's like a and slip. Uh but electron yes, hell, <laughs> And not just electron hell. I just like I don't like computers. It's just like it's like a, i am I, gonna call it like resource anxiety, like I'm just coining this term if it's not a real thing it's I, its probably is, but it's, it's like a resource anxiety where like i i like the RAM pressure bothers me if the like a computer is under RAM pressure, it bothers me personally well
1: also well, so see it's, this is why getting linux support is great. You said it was useless a minute ago. Think about it when mac OS no longer has enough RAM for your computer, you go to d w m on Linux, compile it yourself on Arch, or you know even Gen 2, and then go from there. And, and at that point, you're using, like, less than a gig of RAM. You know, I remember the days. I remember the days back when I used to be able to use less than a gig of RAM on a computer. It was absolutely useless because it's, like, the RAM wasn't even getting, you know, it's it's not as if I got anything out of making my RAM footprint that small. Yep, exactly. I mean, the fun. RAM is there.
0: This is the balance between having a lot of RAM and, like, like uh, like a head having headroom, and also like using the the machine to its full capable like uh, poss- possibilities, and like uh, RAM is one of those things. Like most of the time, you're not going to require the full amount of RAM, right? If if you find yourself using most of the RAM, you you have under provisioned the machine. I think that's I think that's that's safe to say. If you're using say on average like seventy to eighty percent of your RAM, you are probably under provisioned your machine, right? Uh, that's that's like a that's like a, that's pretty safe to say. But so like if you like if you're buying, like let me just like reword this advice. Like if you if you have a laptop right now, go look. Just check on what your average like. Just look at your RAM usage like date like like have your like most heavy workload. On And then just check your system resources to see how much you're using. Like, how much RAM are you using? How much CPU percentage are you using? How much, like, like look at what your disk usage looks like. Like, do you have a lot of files? Like, does it, like, vary a lot? Like, stuff like that. You just got to, like, get an idea for how much RAM you use. Like, for yeah, example, so, for example, yeah.
1: me right now, I have Activity Monitor open. I have Mumble, Audio Hijack, and the Logic project open. I um, already have the plugins loaded into Logic that I normally use for editing these shows just to make things quicker. I'm physical memory, 8 gigs, memory use 5.73. I got two ish gigs of cache files and only under 500 megs of swap to use. So like I'm well within. I have I'm well within the budget. I have about two and a half gigs of free RAM at the moment. Yeah, exactly.
0: So you want you want to have like like you don't have good amount of headroom with that with your active usage. Like you're like there's always edge cases where you're gonna be loading some application that uses a lot of RAM, or you're gonna have some application bugging out and using all your RAM. Stuff like that happens, but like for non-edge cases, like look at what your at, like sort of average RAM usage is and go from there. Like uh if your average ram usage is like 7 gigs you probably don't want to go with 8 gigs of ram right like that's the that's like the bad part if you have if you have 7 gigs you probably want to get something with like 16 gigs right
1: um, and and you might be thinking to yourself how do i know my ram footprint um for, oh, for example we live that that one, using, Mac
0: OS it's different yeah it's Mac OS I, mean, I got i got
1: some way. stereotypes for you that are probably going to be true if you are a modern gamer you want 16 or more um because it's not even the games it's not even the games it's the, all the electron apps that you and your gamer buddies are going to be using um so that's why if you are someone who lives in google chrome for whatever reason you want 16 gigs of ram and for the rest of us eight gigs is pretty good
0: uh so like i'm i'm a i'm not a, not don't take my ram usage as, as a like typical so i have my desktop uh with 32 gigs of ram right of four dim sticks uh, so all sorts of fill uh, i'm like in use right now is is 9 gigs right okay and that's 30% right 9.6 gigs. after th- like after And, and you
1: also point. have to realize when you have 32 gigs of ram um, I know you know this but for, like for the listeners Windows will go ahead and just start preloading shit into RAM. Yeah, it's going to start caching stuff because there's so much RAM that it has the headroom to do that. So that's why the more RAM you have, your average RAM usage increases.
0: Yes. So this is also something to keep in mind. I think macOS does the I same don't know, thing. I mean, MacOS Mac does the same thing. Does it? Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, modern OSes do this, uh, I guess, across the board. Uh, caches, like Linux obviously does this. Uh, Linux is... is, is uh, uh, has been using cache uh, like caching for a long time uh like like in windows when you go to task manager you'll see like a cached value like when you go to uh, the performance tab you'll see uh in the memory section you'll have like a in use like like and a cached and the cache is usually like it's like the ram that the system can free up like it's 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 using it for like it's just stuff like and the more stuff you have in ram cache the faster your machine is because like uh RAM is faster than accessing any of the other kinds of storage, right? RAM is really, really fast. So, you know, uh more the, the RAM will give you performance increase, but not significantly. So that that's that's my uh I guess performance. So go for uh go for uh storage if you for most people I think uh unless you have specific RAM RAM needs. Uh like if you want to do like virtual machines. If you're gonna do virtual machines, I uh, just get the MacBook Pro.
1: If anything, that the pro, the chips in the pro probably have, um, they probably handle virtualization better. Cause I know virtualization is one of those things that there's some features on the chipset that get disabled yes. for cheaper uh, machines.
0: Intel V Pro, not V Pro, uh, VT, oh, VTX. Yeah. Uh, Intel VTX is, is like a feature uh, on, should be on most, uh, most mid mid to high end uh intel chips but the 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 air is definitely a very low end chip so i like i, I wouldn't expect like the the y like the y c chip to have that sort of feature that's i feels like one of those things that they cut out to uh lower and like make the like the die size optimized for other stuff uh so so if you want to do virtualization you wanna you know you want the pro model for sure like that's that's that. so that's the uh MacBooks. Uh, Let's talk about. uh, I guess, I guess uh, Dropbox. Uh, This is this is this is a thing apparently that's it's happening. I I I I only learned about this from the news because I don't use Dropbox anymore. Yeah. So,
1: um, I just want to I want to tell this story. So, Dropbox is an app where you can you know put files and it gets sent to a cloud server where they're probably insecurely stored on someone's server, right? Like that's Dropbox. And then and then Dropbox thought to themselves. What if we turn that file syncing native application into an Electron application consistently running in the background that needs root privileges that um, will allow you to share and collaborate documents in a persistent Electron process on your machine? S- sign me up, bro. And, uh. and it just silently <laughs> upgraded folks from that native app, which is already kind of shitty, to this ev- to this new app, which is even more shitty. So it's... It's pretty bad. People are angry. Um, it, 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 like, it, it turned into a whole, a whole mess of an application, and it's. I don't know why. I I don't know why you admit why they would do this. I actually, to agree, sorry, I think yeah, I do know I, why they do it. We know. They we do all know for why that they hashtag do engagement.
0: I mean, hashtag they need to make money off business users. Uh, hashtag every like they're trying to become like they're trying to become like office. 365. They're trying to do like all the stuff Microsoft does, right? You know, like the uh, like uh, OneDrive uh, integrate, like like they're trying to become like the business, business because that's what the money is, right? Like they need to make money. Uh, that's that's why they're doing that. Uh, it's always whenever in doubt when you ask why a company is doing something completely asinine, it's usually money, right? Uh, so and in this case, it's it's not it's, uh, it's not different. Um. And it, it has its own file browser. Like why, is this, why Why does this have its own file browser? Uh, why does it? Uh, why does it need its own file browser, uh, explorer, and finder? Were working just fine.
1: Even better with with macOS Catalina, right? Like Apple's, and I think Microsoft actually did with the last version of Windows 10 the apis that icloud drive and onedrive use are open for people to integrate into the file browser with it to get native like cloud integrations
0: yeah and, and dropbox has never had problems integrating into finder well or, no
1: dropbox uh, dropbox uses used kernel extensions actually on mac os yeah dropbox has always been bad on windows i don't think they ever went that far but like there's official apis and stuff and they're not using it now and they're just using an electron app with an electron file browser like <sighs> This you is file this browser. Is,
0: That's a curse.
1: This is such a bad like not implemented here or whatever the acronym is, right? Or not invented here. This is such a bad case of that because you're reinventing so many fucking things for no reason. Uh, also, I mean, I mean, there's,
0: there's something to be said about Dropbox on macOS as as a thing. You mentioned it it uses a kernel extension, and kernel extensions are. Uh, Let me just put it this, current extensions before Catalina are extremely privileged. Like, as in, like, they get access to a lot. Like, basically, they can do a lot of things. Like, on the current, the current extensions in, like, on Nix, the Unix systems are, like you're operating at a, like a different layer than the other software. Like it's like you know, like you have the kernel mode, and then you have the user level mode, right? So like the kernel mode, you just get so many privileges. You can get to do so many things that normal software cannot. Um, and that also with it brings its own security risk. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the Dropbox is a self updating application that has a kernel extension. Do you like? i mean that's a, that's a that's a lot of trust that is that is an incredible amount of trust that you have to give to one company right uh that they have your best intent, the best intentions in mind and they uh, don't like
1: front <laughs> drop uh, just, does just, not just, have yeah. any of your best intentions in mind
0: i mean they may not be mal- like we don't know if they're malicious or not but that doesn't certainly doesn't mean that they can be uh like they can create issues without being malicious uh And apparently they said this was a mistake, that this was like something that they had an early access. Like how, what what do you, like that's, that's a lie. That's a lie if I've ever seen one, like how do you distribute uh, something that's an early access to all of your customers? Like how, uh, how is that, how is that a mistake that you make? Like, I I, I don't, I I don't think it was a mistake. It's just that they saw the, saw the massive backlash and they're like, okay, uh, I guess this is like this. This is like, it's just like the, oh yeah, uh, I guess you guys really didn't like that one. Huh? Like, it's just like, they're just like, okay, we're just going to like retract this, let hope they forget about all this bad, like bad press and come back in a few months. Right. Like, this is what companies do. Like, they're trying to like, like put out the fire and just come back later. Right. That's what they're trying to do there. There's just PR speak for that. Uh, and so Dropbox is, you know, iCloud is getting um, folder sharing, right? in uh, in Catalina, so if, I mean...
1: Like, honestly, too, OneDrive has a native app from the Mac App Store that you can install, um, and iCloud Drive is good if you if you only really use Apple stuff. We, oh, you can also get iCloud Drive on Windows, too, with the iCloud application, which is also in the Windows Store. So just depending, like, where your home base is, if that makes sense, right? Like, if the machines use most are Apple or Microsoft, then that's when I would decide, right, if you would use either OneCloud or iCloud Yeah, I use Drive, OneDrive. Or, I use
0: OneDrive because...
1: OneDrive, uh, yeah. OneCloud.
0: Yeah, <laughs> One OneCloud. OneCloud is... Uh, remember when OneDrive used to be called SkyDrive?
1: And then they got sued uh, by uh, some British company... Uh, that's that was a bad time but yeah like it's both of those are good enough and i mean don't use google drive google Drive's bad because google drive's native apps hard trash
0: like and also it's google also, it's Google right? I mean, I don't know. All of these companies are bad, but like, but, I like trust at least, least at least
1: use the one that's built into your operating system. Because installing extra softwares especially on the stuff that doesn't matter, right? Like it's it's cloud it's cloud storage. Your operating system vendor probably has much more incentive to not fuck that up versus a yep, third party vendor. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Like I, I like on, on I use Windows most of the time, so I know that like OneDrive works reliably. It has like it's it's gotten a lot better by the way. It used to be more Used to be like a lot less, like, like, they had a lot less features that used to be more primitive and like it didn't work out that well, but it is, it has gotten really, really good, uh, in recent, uh, recent times. So I used OneDrive and I have OneDrive installed on my Mac just when I need to use that. Uh, but so it works fine. Uh, it's, it's, it's all good. Uh, and at least OneDrive is not like trying to make its own fucking file like
1: God they're basically five. trying to make dropbox os ooh or drop os, a drop OS. with put the lowercase uh, d and a capital o s
0: oh my God, drop That's OS the most and, valley and, shit and and,
1: and um, th- um it's gonna be it, a new fork of migo based <laughs> off of electron
0: see drop os sounds like like a joke from the from the TV show Son Valley because it's just like god it's so bad yeah dropbox it, well actually like uh D- Dropbox okay, so let me just get like provide some content. Dropbox uh did an IPO last year. So that, you know, by itself. And the stock uh stock has struggled to stay above the IPO price. So Ooh, you know. and
1: even oh I know I know I know the um tagline for this. Okay, hear me out. <clears throat> Drop OS, the first OS for being productive. Look at that. Look at that good sell. You know exactly.
0: You should just like go work for like a like a Valley company like you you've got all the buzzwords down. Uh, I try, thank yeah, you. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dropbox is definitely uh I think I think the famous quote uh Steve Jobs said that uh Dropbox is uh like when it's early days it's right a when it's, it's a feature not not a product, right? uh and that i think is becoming more obvious over time is that dropbox is trying to become a product right and they are they and then and the thing is they're late everybody else has already figured this out like microsoft has figured like this whole like suit of like office productivity stuff like they've got like they've got teams they've got a one they've got one drive for business they've got uh what what else like uh like all their, all their office stuff, like the Office 365, mail stuff. They've got all of that. Like, I wouldn't be right
1: surprised though, if Dropbox and Slack merged at some point because they're both struggling. Broad, broad drop, Dropbox. They would, I think it'd be Dropbox. a merger. I don't think it'd be like a full one because they're both public companies. But at, at this point, right, because of Microsoft stuff that you just have, like, you buy OneDrive for your business, you get uh, managed devices on Windows. You get uh, Office, right? You also get the back end email stuff, and you get Microsoft Teams, and you get OneDrive all rolled into the same Office 365 subscription versus paying all of those companies separately.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you get like this all in one model. And they're right? all I good think...
1: enough, right? Like obviously Office is good, but like Teams is good enough. Obviously Slack's a little bit better. And OneDrive or one, uh, Dropbox would be a little bit better than OneDrive, but I don't think it's anywhere like where it actually no, matters. I,
0: I mean, I don't think Dropbox is much better than. Uh... Like OneDrive isn't much worse at this point than Dropbox is. Like Dropbox has, ca- like OneDrive has caught up for sure. Like OneDrive has made like huge, like like it's just like it's it's much a much better application than it used to be. Uh, so I used to use Dropbox, and I like I think a year or so ago I decided I'm just like I'm, like Dropbox was increasingly becoming like more like trying to like push off all the free users out of it right like they're, they're trying to like make it so that you have to pay if you want to if you want to keep using it uh stuff like that and like i was like yeah i just like i'm using windows most of the time and i, I like on OneDrive is actually pretty pretty damn good at this point point. OneDrive also has stuff. like a
1: really good ios app too
0: yes OneDrive's iOS like i use that every day uh pretty much uh and it's it's really good uh it's it's pretty good uh so there's this like Dropbox is behind and also everybody else has caught up and surpassed their capabilities. So they're no longer, uh, unique. Like they're no longer like, wow, Dropbox is such a cool, like cool, cool application because it is doing all this cool, uh, integration with my file, with my, uh, operating system and it's seeking all my files. And it's like, that's not unique anymore, right? Like that's not like a, so that, that's not like something you can sell. Anymore, you have to you have to make the value add, and Dropbox is trying to do the value add, and they are behind, and this and the suck at it, and everybody hates it. So you know, sucks for Dropbox, I guess. Uh, so that's that's the Dropbox news. Uh, you can read about it. Uh, Marco was very angry, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if you're, if you're using Dropbox, I mean. Uh, unless you're paying for it, I guess I, I recommend looking at alternatives uh, because yeah, so it's, not, it's not great. It's not looking good for Dropbox to be honest, long term. <sighs> uh, next up, we, we this is the gamer section. You, you, you're V-Mai. doing
1: it wrong. It's the welcome to the shades of brown gamer corner powered by respawn the ultimate energy drink for gamers um so i I have to say outright unfortunately i my respawn did not come in time um yeah, we'll talking about it on you, you, episode hundred. Yeah, episode hundred. We're gonna re- review respawn. Um, I'm not paying for expedited shipping, so who knows? I might even skip that one because I'm not paying twenty dollars. <laughs> it's twenty dollars to get respawn expedited over here. And you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with waiting for the regular. Imagine, imagine
0: be the per- imagine being like imagine like expediting like energy drink shipping. I mean, I'm not like okay, I'm not trying to judge anybody too harshly. Everybody has you know their uh vices. Uh but, you know, expediting shipping for an energy drink is, it has gotta be up there with, yeah. Uh, let's start with, uh, Nintendo news, I guess. Uh, like the so Nintendo announced a new version of the Switch called the Switch Lite. And the Switch Lite is essentially, uh, an entirely completely portable switch right it is it it, it doesn't have removable joy cons right and it comes in more colors and uh it has a slightly smaller screen, but the res is the res is the same right uh it is coming out in september right it's two hundred u s dollars cannot be docked right that's the big thing it cannot be docked uh so it's what do you think? What do you think about oh, the this update to the uh the this is essentially I said this is like the this is like if people cared about the PS Vita, right? Like that's the joke I made. Uh rest in PS, PS Vita. Um
1: so what I think about this is honestly, this makes more sense for me versus the regular switch, because I don't ever use doc mode. I use doc mode um well, when I'm out places, like some friends have docks at their houses, I've used it there before. I have a pro controller, but um, I normally use that when I'm hooked up to other people's Switch. Like if we're playing like Smash Bros on a TV, right? That's when I use a pro controller. But at my house and when I'm at like work outside of, um, if like right for doing like a Smash competition, right? I've never really docked my Switch that much, mostly because. I don't play that many games that I think really benefit from having a TV like Warframe runs better on in handheld mode. Um, Zelda's fine on handheld mode. All the visual novels I've been playing on there. Um, oh, but, speaking of which. OK, so there's this one where you are a girl who turns into a cat at night and you have to date boys. But you can sneak into their house at night as a cat to figure out what they like. But um, besides okay, that, <laughs> you know, you
0: know what? Just after the podcast, I'll just send me the name of that because I'm curious. Oh shit! Podcast.
1: Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Are you gonna be getting? A, is this finally it? Not playing the Clannad visual novel, but this this is what's I gonna mean, turn you over.
0: I mean, it has cats, so you know, I'm already down. So you know,
1: Damn.
0: cats. Okay, uh, but like, the, 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 so so the portable system make more makes more sense because you use the uh the console in a more portable way. So that that's I guess that's what they like, could I think is do you think this is like uh this is do you think this is a replacement for the the DS Stuff like absolutely, DS- it's two hundred dollars. Yeah. We are now, yeah.
1: we are now in three DS, two DS XL, new Nintendo two DX XL with no three D functionality. The official name, uh, can- yeah.
0: <laughs> territory, <laughs> Nintendo.
1: <laughs> so it, it makes sense to have this phase out the the two DS. Yeah, thing.
0: like I feel like this is this is like the start of the like the phase out process for the for the DS. Uh, which would be at the end of an era, i suppose for portable uh portables is, like the d s era uh and so like it, it, there's also like a uh, like it it comes in more colors like that's i, I feel like I that keep yellow color that is baller yellow yeah the yellow color looks actually pretty pretty good um how do you feel about like it, it, the the lack of docking like a dock, lack of docking mode is like ah,
1: I'm okay with that. Yeah, what I'm I mean, more what I'm more annoyed at is no, kickstand, yes, no, kickst- oh, I, I no get, kickstand. I get why the Joy-Cons aren't detachable. I mean, honestly, it's probably better because the have you have you experienced the Joy-Con drift problem or the Bluetooth issues with it? Where, like, one joy uh, See, this is the, this. I, know, I, I never actually, use you, the joy Right,
0: right. I, I, so, I hate the joy So, yet. on the I regular like Switch, on the regular yeah. Switch, there's an
1: issue where yeah. the, like, one Joy-Con will get, like, have random interference because it's wildly connected, right? And it'll, like, you know, you the click-in animation, it'll just start happening, like, repeatedly for a minute, and then your controller shits out and you can't do anything. And so I've had, that's a problem that happens sometimes. So just for reliability's sake, I'm actually more happy about the attached. Yeah, to icons.
0: It, and I would imagine this is going to be more durable, right? Because it's it's all in one, right? There's, for, for, for kids, it's definitely better, right? And it's cheaper, obviously. Um, it makes more
1: sense. This one makes it, more it, sense. Yes. You know, alternatively, what I would want just because I'm a, I'm, you know, I, I live that gamer life now, apparently. Is I, I really wish they would introduce a Switch Pro this year that has like an OLED screen, right? And a, and an overclocked Tegra chip. No, uh, but
0: in there. I, I, it doesn't intend, like, not intended. It doesn't have a new yes. Tegra chip. There's a new Tegra X2? chip in this. No, it's, it is. It is a new Tegra chip in this, but it is only a slight, uh, like, it's a processor. It's a process change. Yeah,
1: it's a process change. But you it's, it's not a significant though, with one. With these, yeah. th- they're underclocked. These are underclocked tiger chips the switch TV runs in a much higher performance profile than these do and Nintendo just doesn't want to enable it but if they make a switch pro that's maybe a little bit bigger or whatever they can make one that runs in that higher performance profile and because it's the same processor you're just gonna get games running better even in like because you can keep it at 720 p you don't you can if you make it OLED there you go improvement enough right like bond it to the glass make it OLED and then make a you know give it a bigger heat sink and fucking power supply and all that shit just to make it just so you can run in that higher performance profile and that alone right for performance improvements plus the better display i think is enough to warrant it as a switch pro and maybe bigger right. cons.
0: right so there the the, ho- the minor hardware differences uh the new Tegra variation of the x1 uh m- like the the the, o- the og switch is the logan model right the uh like the the codename Logan and this is codename Mariko. Uh so it's a, a smaller process. Uh, it it supports a new kind of RAM. It supports LPDDR4X, right? Which is it uses uh, slightly lower lower power. Uh, so at and, and this uh, this switch has lower power requirements, like voltage wise, and like so, and, and, and apparently a smaller battery. But it's so, and Nintendo is saying that it has slightly more battery life. They said that if it's like you get like if you play like portable mode, you get like and basically like an hour of which is which is not insignificant, by the way. It's it's actually fairly significant. That's like thirty three percent. Uh it's like six hours then to seven hours. Or like it's five hours to six hours. For the normal switch and like six hours for like the uh for the new one in uh, Zelda is their benchmark game, which makes sense, I guess. Um,
1: well, that one probably so has the most like CPU streaming and stuff, so that's probably like a pretty good one to use as a battery benchmark. But so. What they're doing though with this, and they also put this new processor and new configuration in the base switch, by the way. So there's a, so there's now going to be updated switches. It's just yeah. So the, uh, one.
0: It's, it's a silent update, right? It's like uh, it's like a revision update, like in cycle, like not a not a not gonna, it's not gonna be obvious that it's like you you have to check the model number and like it apparently comes in a new box, which also is a thing. Uh, so the new, new, like updated, like base, like the, uh, the OG switch got an update. It's like, uh, H, uh, zero zero one 001-01, right? So like, uh, serial numbers starting with XKW. So if you, if you're buying a new, I would imagine if you're buying a new switch right now, you, 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 you probably get like the, New one or the old one, depending on what stock is available, right? And like in a few months, I would imagine it's just going to be the new one. Uh, so if you just check the, I guess the se- like I don't know if the serial number is going to be on the box. So just you know check the serial, serial numbers number is usually
1: on the box for Nintendo oh, okay, ones. So
0: yeah, okay. Uh, so check the serial number or the model number uh, before you buy it uh, if you want to. If you want the new one, I uh, would imagine. Uh, what else? Is there anything significantly different? Uh, well,
1: I, I would say just. Just with these, I think that it's now, it's interesting that that Nintendo's now revising the Switches and also keeping the original model right because before, because with the DS was that the, there's a new replacement of the hardware and then the old one gets phased out. So this is one of the the 3DS has had like the the XL and the um, regular line, but I was just wondering how many revisions of the switch Nintendo's going to end up making and supporting, right? Because I actually I do think that the three model one works where it's just you know, same system but different power or different performance I profiles. Mean,
0: yeah, but uh, Nintendo seems to be a little bit more conservative with it, like they're trying to keep parity between the systems. Like, even with like, well, with no, even,
1: not all switch games run on the switch Lite, right? Like, you can't do one, two, oh. switch, or I one, mean, two, three switch, yeah. But Anything I mean, parity as
0: in like performance wise, mm-hmm. like, yeah. uh, like. Uh, like, take uh, Breath of the Wild as an example because Nintendo uses that, and I, I think it makes sense because it's probably one of the most uh, resource-intensive games uh, outside of, like, uh, resource-intensive well, first-party games.
1: So, But that uh, I don't think that's right because they've done it with the 3DS, right? So the difference between the base 3DS and the new 3DS is any of the new ones, right? Either it's the 2DS model or anything that were new before is that it actually had a overclocked revision of the processor that only specific games would run on. So there were games that were exclusive to the newer models of the hardware. So and Nintendo also did with the DSi as well. So Nintendo has been has broken that before, where there's not parity between all models of the console. But they have phased out the old ones as a result. But yeah, but, this
0: is interesting. I don't know. I, like I don't know what the long term plan is. Like is the long term plan to introduce uh, a Nintendo like uh, like a like a more powerful version of the Switch at some point, like a new one. I
1: think that, uh, I think it might be. And I, I think as well, too, maybe the Switch Pro won't even be a handheld console, right? Because think of it, you right? Mean, you have yeah, like going in the back middle ground. No, well, no, no. So think like, about it like this, right? You have the ultra portable Switch Lite. And if you make a Switch Pro, why not just make it a box that plugs into your TV, right?
0: So you're saying that they're going to have two completely different SKUs that are like, one is more for portable and one is for. Uh, and then you have the middle switch, four. right?
1: That that has com- that's compromised on both ends, but has the most mm. versatility. I that's, think that would make the. That's pis- a little bit but too much some segmentation. People, there's some like. people yeah. who would want only a hand- like you never play your Switch in portable mode, correct? So what? Actually, so yes. what's the point of having a Switch in portable mode? Like when you yeah, if you, you had right. came out right, there were two models of a Switch, right? One that plugs into a TV has a higher performance threshold, maybe is a little more expensive, than the base one, right? And then a Switch Lite, you probably would have gone for the Pro because you don't need any of the portable stuff.
0: No. No, yeah, you're right. Like uh, some people will definitely buy the highest end model because they want to get the highest uh, performance, like the graphical thread quality and whatnot. Like.
1: And it's all the same parts, right? It's not like when Nintendo's binning different parts. It's the same processor, but there's just, like, you change maybe the power supply, but the RAM can be the same and the, maybe use, like, faster storage in it. But these are, it's not as if Nintendo's redesigning, like, you know, the internals of it and having to source brand new components for the entire thing. You could still end up using the same processor. It's just that since they have so much threat, they have so much wiggle room on the on how they're, on the clock speeds are running the Tiger at, that they can go ahead and make that, you know, high, more higher powered one and have it run at a faster clock and not run in any thermal thresholds.
0: Yeah, like, they could make make a console that's more, like, well-ventilated and, like, uh, but yeah, as you said, like, run at, basically, the Tegra's full uh, clock uh, all the time, right? Like, that could be a thing. Like, that that would be interesting. Like, Nintendo going, like, Nintendo has never, I don't think Nintendo has participated in, in the so-called, uh, like, Resolution and, like, like, Graphical fidelity wars, like they don't, they don't seem to care that much about that. Like they seem to focus more on. Oh uh, 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 well, yeah, definitely because the Switch Pro probably
1: yeah. it'd probably be able to output at four K, but it'd only be able to like run at ten eighty p. Because that's like what the regular Switch, uh, this the um, weed was right. It could output the ten eighty p. Over. Com- No, actually, it could only output to 40p. No, I think you could get it to output to like 1080p, but it would, oh, that's over a component cable, not HDMI, but it would run most games at 720p and just upscale it. So I imagine Nintendo would do the same with this right where the Tiger can't output to 4K so probably output to 4K but they're only games would probably
0: still yeah only I mean, run at
1: 1080p It'd just be upscaled either by the TV's upscaler or the or an inbuilt Nintendo one which is fine but you could definitely get the Tiger X1 to run all these Switch games with like pretty stable performance at 1080p if you just, you know, boost up the clock speeds. And most games on the Switch have an unlocked frame rate, mind you, right? Or at the very least they have performance dips that a higher powered CPU would fix automatically. Like there's some sections of Zelda where it just dips and you give it more CPU speed, it fixes it. A lot of fighting games, Warframe, they all have unlocked frame rates, so the more the, you, just, it, you can mod the switch to be overclocked, right? And if you do that, you're like they have a boost mode, you can run all games in that boost mode of mod modded hardware, and you automatically get performance improvements across right, like the board, the,
0: like, like the PS4 Pro with its boost mode. Uh, yeah, right. So, yeah, that's the Nintendo Switch. I mean, I, the, nothing changes for me. To be fair, I haven't. To be also fair, I haven't touched the Switch in a bit because I don't have any games to play on it that are interesting. Oh, right actually, now. I just so picked
1: the- up this one game. It's like a Contra sort of like side scroller shooting game. A Digital Foundry did a video on it. So I actually put it it was like 15 bucks
0: on the on the eShop. Ooh, so I Okay. It I mean earlier. that's that that's that sounds interesting. I mean, also uh, it is
1: available on Xbox and PC and that, but I wanted to pick it up on the Switch because there's some games I think are better being handheld. Like a lot of like side scrolling games, you know, like I think some of those a lot of pixel art games actually i think having it on a smaller screen where i don't have to worry about the pixel art being scaled up and maybe being
0: Uh uh-huh like i would i would i I was considering like buying a copy of dead cells on on the switch but i was just like i i i have so much progress on the desktop version i'm like i I don't want to redo all of that right yeah Uh, stuff like that like if i could like transfer my save that that would be actually pretty good but that's not possible uh so yeah like i'm actually looking for games that are a more like portable like More suitable, like for portable, so I can use the switch a little bit more. Like I feel like all these consoles collecting dust is a bit. It just it's just not great.
1: Maybe it's time Uh, to sell some of them too. Shades of brown garage sale.
0: Uh, what? (laughs) Sell my PS4 Pro? Uh, No, I mean uh, the PS4 Pro I keep around.
1: They uh, still have the base four. xbox too you have all three now that i realize it damn
0: yeah I, I, I do have all three yes um base xbox baseball pro nintendo switch this
1: is a completely um, random sidebar but this also this is going to lean into the topic after the next but i have to ask like is it worth it to own all three consoles or do you like sometimes feel like i kind of bought these but like there's not that many exclusives right like that's uh-huh. what I that's what I, yeah, that's I, do what I like. think about it, right? Because like, uh-huh. yes. I guess what fuck it, we're, we're gonna have to shift topics because we it, it, this I can't really lead into this Overwatch. Let's end with Overwatch. Let's let's shuffle us a little bit. He's basically right. I picked up all that Razor gear, and then I got the Razor like um the the Core X, and we're gonna stage an intervention. But I have to like like the reason right that I didn't go with like a P like just building a PC, which might have been the more cost efficient option instead of getting an view yes. enclosure, yes. Yes. is like yes. I don't. I feel like it's too much right i already have a switch i already have no, it oh it is it, like i mean it
0: is an investment yeah
1: i mean it's definitely an investment but like what do i do with the macbook pro at that case then like that's like a two thousand dollar laptop and then i have another uh-huh. desktop collecting computer. dust yeah. like mine it's like collecting head. dust and i was like i don't know if that's really like if i if if i'm gonna get enough usage out of all my devices right because at the end of the day I have an Xbox One X. I can do 4K. I can do, like, 1080p 60. The only reason that I would need, that I really want to do PC games is that you and the rest of everyone on Mastodon plays PC, right? Like, there's there's not that many people that I know in my own social circle at the moment who play on, who play on OX. Yeah. So it just made sense to just, like, get some, like, gamer gear and then go ahead and throw an eGPU and maybe boot into Windows or play some games that are cross-platform and do it that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, uh, which which like you said you got the, the the GPU enclosure I think and also a keyboard and a mouse. Uh, how do you feel about the like? How was the GPU like I, the GPU enclosure was fairly easy to set up. I
1: think I've never good. installed a GPU before. Uh-huh. I've never like PC. It's, it's just putting a thing but into a slot. This is so <laughs> easy. You also so you know how it works. You basically you you like pull this lever and then you just pull out the entire slot. There's no screws. There's nothing. Yeah, and there's, then you usually.
0: Just, I mean, yeah, on that there's no. Screws, this is this
1: like so. a rail that you pull out and then you pop in the GPU? You you put one screw in, put in the power kit, um, the power pins, and then push it back in, and then and then seal the latch. And that's dead simple to do. This one, um, I unfortunately didn't get the Chroma powered one because that <laughs> Chroma one has a four it has a four um USB hub and gigabit ethernet built in and then and then of course thunderbolt 3 to connect the laptop to the um so thi- the thing but this one the one that i just have the one that i have only has a thunderbolt 3 um port on it and of course you get the GPUs built in you know HDMI display port VGA DVI all that stuff depending on what it has but um i kind of i half wish i got the one with that because Right now, I don't really have a good USB hub. I just have like three USB-C to USB A um dongles. I got them when they're like 10 bucks from Apple, right? Back when they're signed up for super cheap. So I have the the new microphone, the keyboard and mouse while running off of specific dongles, which I think gives me the best performance anyways. But um I might be worth investing in a USB C hub just because when I bring this to work, I just have to unplug three things. But like that's such a small complaint that I'm okay with it. It's just an amount of ports now, right? Like but although I don't really imagine what else I would need to be plugging in at the same time as like ever, as all three of these, right? Because like I have an SD card reader, but that would I don't need the microphone plugged in at the same time. I have that plugged in, right? So I, I, I think it's so I think for the price saving, I, you really don't need that hub nor the gigabit Ethernet. Um, but the Razer Core X is genuinely a good enclosure. It also because it has a um, a 600 watt power supply, 500 for the GPU, 100 for the laptop. So you can charge any USB-C device up to 100 watts. So that's a split from it. And the um, GPU I bought for this is the um, it's an XFR overclocked um, RX 580, and it's pretty silent. Um, I've I the only real way I stress test it is I just opened up like Final Fantasy 14, forced it to run off the eGPU and then went ahead and bumped everything in a maximum. And it gets, like, uh-huh. loud, right? But it never gets louder than the game audio. Or, like, game audio can't mask it, if that makes sense. If it's coming out with right. the Yeah, no, 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 speakers. you're
0: right, yeah. I mean, uh, RX 580, to, to be fair, is, is, uh, is uh, what is it, like, two years old at this point?
1: Well, the, the issue being is that there's the only other GPUs I could get that macOS natively supports
0: yeah, are the,
1: the um, Vega lines.
0: Yeah, the and and I would rather wait until
1: the um, 5700 comes out versus buying a more expensive GPU right now from AMD. Right, I'd rather want to buy one based off of Navi. I mean, uh, and that should be coming with Catalina. No,
0: the RX five eighty will will meet all the games that you want to play basically, except Final Fantasy
1: (laughs) fourteen. Because Final Fantasy fourteen is a wine port. So oh, it's not a native yeah, implementation. I mean, Metal mm. games run fine, right? Like World of Warcraft, Black Ops. Um, for all those have native Mac ports, they run fine. But any any of those like wine crossover games run like trash. Surprisingly, though, surprisingly with this GPU, Minecraft has a frame skipping problem and tearing, and I've yet to figure out why. I'm like, I can't, even with VSync does not work in Minecraft at the moment, and it just tears. I can, like, set it super low rate, get 120 frames, like 144 frames per second, and it's still tearing. And I cannot figure why? out why. That, that
0: that feels like a bug in Minecraft or maybe the GPU drivers or something. Well, it
1: might be because I don't think Minecraft's been optimized for eGPU. Because essentially, how, how it works with games is, so, when you have an eGPU plugged in, Apple will just, or the MacBook will go ahead and switch to running the desktop off of it. But if a game has been updated for support for eGPUs, it's only it's going to see the internal one first, right? Because it won't know what to do with the second one because it gets treated as a second display. But obviously, there's no other displays there, so you can f- um, and flag a program to run w- to prefer to eGPU. So, but macOS will launch it and hide the regular GPU and say that the eGPU is the only one on the computer. But that causes problems, right? Because it's running off of the internal display. I think if you run a if you run a display off of the eGPU, you get less problems because it's a one way thing. Oh, Yeah. So it's if, not, you, like, it's not if you plug in, way in on a monitor, if,
0: if, if you plug in a monitor to the to the to the uh, the GPU, uh, it'll probably have less problems than
1: uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, and then Windows itself too. I tried installing Windows. Windows doesn't boot um, with the GPU plugged in. Apparently, you have to do like you have to you have to ha- ha- mess around with some of the boot camp tools to get Windows to work on here. And I mean truthfully the only reason i would install windows is for overwatch because i know you guys play overwatch that's the only the only reason is to play overwatch with i mean on, I,
0: I wish overwatch had a mac version of,
1: to, it's like to be honest it's really uh. weird because every other blizzard game does starcraft 3 heroes of the storm diablo and the thing is too all blizzard games are also metal right like heroes of the storm is metal i can run heroes of the storm at native resolution still so get like the 2560 by 1400 and get, and I can get like 60 ish if I drop down settings, World of Warcraft runs great. Um, it's just strange that they've never made a metal port of overwatch.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, how about the keyboard and the mouse before we, before we move on? So uh, the keyboard
1: uh, is a, uh, let's see here. You could probably hear how loud that is. I I'm not going to lie. Um, I got the pinks everything. So this microphone I'm talking on, as well as like a razor, one of the cheap ones that they. I so Amazon Prime Day is objectively terrible. However, I got a lot of cheap gaming equipment. Um, I'm if you if you want to cancel me, I own up to that. But I got they had all the pink stuff on sale, so I picked it all up. And the the keyboard itself, I like it. Um, like the the physical hardware. I think it has like the sort of textured plastic, um, build it's weighted enough. Uh, Maybe if it was metal, it'd feel more premium, but the keys are fine. Like the keys feel great. The, the clicks, I'm very much a fan of the clicks and the mouse itself too. I, it is one of the nicest mousing mouses I've used, I guess, mousing experiences, because you can switch DPI modes on the fly. For me, 4,500 DPI is found as the best mode. Um,
0: Jesus, that's actually really high. But yeah. Um,
1: and you can also, the sample rate's up to 10,000 hertz. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Is it really that high to run it? Because everywhere, because like I...
0: Oh, no, not for you. I, I'm saying it's it's a high DPI for for fps games that's that's not a different that's a different oh
1: yeah no i'm talking about like mousing around the desktop right because i don't want to like i just like you know being able to uh, yeah yeah i get it i get it like
0: yeah but no fps games i
1: I drip it low if i'm playing like black ops i'll drip it down to like 1500 i think yeah yeah Uh, yeah that's something way way smaller than that but you also get four side buttons that you can reconfigure which is nice this one's an ambidextrous model so um it works if you're left-handed right-handed and it's also pink and as much as I want as much as I want to hate on it, Razor Chroma is good because I have I have the I have the pink keyboard and mouse with the pink lights, and it's like an off shade of pink, so it complements it really well. And it's pretty freaking great. Um also too, the keyboard comes with like this this memory foam like wrist rest that I don't know if it's going to sync, right, in terms of like being able to keep its its like I don't know like softness in a couple months of like my hands sitting on it but for right now this is probably one of the most comfortable typing experiences I've ever had and I will say that the um the Razer software however is garbage absolute trash Razer Synapse for macOS is bad Razer Synapse 3 for Windows pretty good but for like macOS like you have to sometimes unplug and plug in the mouse and keyboard for the app to detect that it's plugged in and if you don't the thing that annoys me right I'm like okay cool let me load a profile onto this and then just uninstall it. The issue is sometimes the keyboard and mouse forgets the profile. And you know what the base profile is? The base profile is it cycling through all the colors the RGB supports in oh a one God. minute sequence. So it's so <laughs> fucking distracting. Like if it was just like a base white, right? Is a default color? Be like, you know, whatever. I didn't buy this for the Chroma. I'm, I'm fine. I just don't want this garbage software on my computer. But if I haven't installed the mouse, will just cycle 10 different colors in a minute. And I can't. I cannot use a computer that way.
0: Oh my god, that's it, absurd! It's, it's so hilarious. bad.
1: So I have to have this garbage <laughs> software installed on my computer just so I can get an even backlight. Um, although I, I am looking at seeing if I can get replacement keys to swap out the Windows key for a Command one, because right now I have instead of it's Control Windows Alt, I have it um, mapped to Control Alt Command, so Alt technically Command, which is a little strange. But I'm trying to see if I can maybe if they have replacement keys online for the um command key.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could probably find key yeah, like replacing keycaps for uh the keyboard.
1: But yeah, no, I'm I'm very much as much as I think Razer is a bad company, um, and as much as much as I'm gonna hate reviewing their respawn energy drink, a uh, piece of that silly pull, um, I am I actually fuck with this keyboard and mouse a lot. Like I I've heard that they have reliability issues. You get a two year warranty with thumb right? So I'm not going to be you know we we'll, we'll, we'll see how long it lasts but you know I'm not going to be out like the money I spent on this the microphone itself too is like 50 bucks and it sounds pretty alright like i you know obviously it's not as good as the other microphone that i used to use but the problem being now that i have the razor Core on my desk i really can't use that arm mounted mic i don't have any space for it and as well, I really like the idea of eGPUs just for upgrading my laptop, right? Because so my laptop, I think it's going to last me a very long time, right? That's why I didn't want to build that desktop PC, because I know for a fact that the hardware in this laptop is good enough to last me, but graphics is the only part it was lacking on, and even if I go with a cheap GPU, it's, you know, when I go home, I can always just dock in, right, and get all of that going, and that's fine for me. I have no problems with that.
0: Right. Uh. So you're you're well on your way to becoming a hashtag gamer. Um,
1: well, the thing I won't do though, I probably won't get an external display. Um just for the yeah, fact that to be that honest, my it doesn't desk, make much. Sense. And my desk isn't yeah. big enough to fit the laptop monitor. Yeah, that. that's
0: also. Yeah, desk like if you want to get it, it's, it's, it doesn't make too, I and, wouldn't recommend it.
1: And uh, and like and so. I have to compare it right? Cuz if I was get, I'd probably get a gamer display right, but the problem is the outside of the variable refresh rate. This MacBook screen has really great response times and color support, right? And it's high resolution. The only thing it doesn't happen is a variable refresh rate. So every monitor I buy is not going to be as good as this one outside of the refresh rate.
0: Yep. Yeah. Unless so I go monitor. for like a
1: super expensive like ROG one, which I'm not even going <sighs> to bother with because that's so much money.
0: That is. It's 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 absurd. I mean, worth
1: it if it's your primary monitor, right? Yes. You do the secondary yeah. one just for games. I mean,
0: if 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 it's if it's your primary monitor and it's like you are playing games that like you need, need like that you want like high like stable frame rates like no tearing yeah. at all like you know, stuff like
1: that i mean i guess eventually what i could do right is i i ultimately was actually thinking about getting the ultra fine one but that runs over USB C, so it's not really a great option because i need a if i need a gamer monitor or freesync i'm also going to pl- move the xbox right from I'm gonna get, i'll get rid of the tv like recycle it or donate it or whatever and then just go ahead and use the xbox on there for the FreeSync stuff, so right. So I basically have a monitor for games uh, in general running off of it, and I would need a monitor of multiple HDMI ports, which is not going to be any one made by Apple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not in a great situation for displays. Uh, yeah, for I need I need sure. that, like a
1: bigger desk, but that's yeah. but like that's so extra anyways to get that monitor because the TV I have right now is pretty great for games. It's all calibrated. I've spent too much time calibrating it, so like it's it's fine at the moment. I'm not. I'm not upset about that. It's just more of like, like I said earlier, like I just, it, it made no sense for me to build a desktop. As much as I think that like I would, I would like getting into PC games like that, like just to disregard the amount of like games I have on the Xbox that I've bought and haven't beaten yet, or the stuff you get with Games Pass and that. It, from a financial perspective, it's just extra to go out and build a, a desktop PC, especially when like Mac
0: OS, I mean, if, if you already have, yeah, if, if like this also like you have to buy the games, right? Yeah, to buy them again. You already- yeah, but you have to buy them twice, and that's it. That's a significant like like for me. It, it makes sense to stay on PC gaming because I have made I bought games on Steam for so long that it is it makes sense for me to stay here, uh, and I play mostly PC games. Uh, so that that's it. Made like the investment made for sense for me for a long time. Like it's, uh, it's just have to think about that. Speaking of PC games, or rather uh, not, not PC games, really. Uh, Speaking of FPS games, uh, big Overwatch news uh, this week.
1: Big Overwatch uh, news. It's physics. Physics is the Overwatch news of the week. Uh, no,
0: that's the, that's that's just that's just the meme. That's just Jeff memeing. Um, Jeff likes to meme. I guess he's he's cool like that. Um, Jeff's
1: down with the kids.
0: Jeff. No, he's de- he's definitely a cool dude. Very very dad like in its memeing. Uh, but I know that's how it is. Um, so the big news. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, You're gonna have a link, couple links. You're gonna link to the, to the uh, I guess the post on on the uh, on the on the play Overwatch site and the developer update video. Which uh, either one is has the same info really. So you just prefer watch. If you want to see, if you want to see Jeff talk about Roll Queue, you can. We can watch the video. That's it. Jeff, Jeff's always very good at doing videos. Uh, so roll Queue, what is it uh roll queue is uh is 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 it this huge update that is essentially going to change how uh like competitive play works in overwatch and you know, roll queue introduces also uh, a role lock so in let me like give the basic context the basic context is that overwatch has three classes of heroes right so you have tanks you have DPS so damage, and you have support. uh, Support characters, right? So uh, up till now, you could you could have like four DPS and two supports. Like that could be a composition you could run, but uh, due to various reasons, like you know, like people not willing to play support or you don't matchmaking properly with with people who play support, uh, they've introduced uh, a, a role. Lock. So roll lock is you you have to do two two two. So you have two tanks, two DPS, and two support, right? So you you what when once you queue into quick play or competitive, you pick the classes you want to queue into, right? Like if you want to only play uh, tank, you queue into the tank queue, right? And then you, you, when once you get put in a match, you only get to select the tank characters, right? Uh, or like the same thing for DPS or support, right? You just, you just, or you can pick, uh, you can pick all three, uh, queues, right? You can pick all three, and then the, the, the matchmaker will, uh, just put you in whichever queue come like, queue matches first, right? So, whichever is in probably. Probably, uh, probably support or tank will probably match first because the DPS queues are expected to be longer, uh, and uh, so that also means that you get for for the competitive ranked mode you get three different SR levels, right? So three different SRs for each class of characters, so you have tank SR, you have damage SR, and support SR. So you can you can you can do five placement matches each season for each class. The so total of fifteen placement matches to get ranked into each uh, each class. Right. So this is like that means you have separate SRs for each. So you can you can get a better idea of like you know like how you. Rank up in like various. You you focus on tank. You focus on damage. You focus on support. um, Role specific uh, skill ratings, Uh, and like they're going to be incentivizing uh, you to uh, do placement matches in all three because you're going to get more competitive points at the end of each uh, each season. Right? Like if you if you you get uh, if you do all your placement matches, you get a certain amount of. a certain amount of competitive points each season at the end of the season, right? And depending on your know, on the rank you are at, uh, so that's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, roll lock uh, is, is is huge because it basically changes how the game plays. It kills certain compositions entirely, like it kills a certain popular composition, also known as goats. You may have seen me talking about it on on over on, on Mastodon. Uh, it's it's very funny to talk about goats all the time, but uh, goats is a uh, 3 supports, 3 tanks, and it's going to be dead because uh, 2 to 2 means that you cannot, you cannot run that particular composition anymore in, in ranked or in quick play or in the Overwatch League, like stage 4 of the Overwatch League, which starts by the way next week. <laughs> uh, next week we'll be we'll implementing uh, Roll Locks. So wait, that's, wait, that's, they're implementing yep.
1: it mid-Overwatch League? Yes. Yep. So that's, mm-hmm. Hold up. How, know, how many people are pissed about that?
0: Okay, so um pl- like players and teams have known for a while, by the way, they were informed way ahead of time that this was happening, right? Like I mean, uh I think it would make sense for Blizzard to do that. So and players are not surprised, but they I mean it is I mean it's gonna require obviously strategy and uh like meta like like you uh, different roster changes and like you know uh different place like roster like you can how you're going to play your tanks how you can play what sort of duos you're going to run etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. uh like you're going to like coaches coaches that are going to and the coaches were aware for a while uh but like yeah that's i mean the opinion actually among like the uh, the overwatch league is it's mostly positive actually they they think it's 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 it's, it's actually a pretty decent change uh it brings it, it brings the, the damage lineup back into action like the dps lineup has been so like uh stage three was 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 where it started to like you could see like the teams adapting like they they already knew by the start of stage three that uh, the, the roll lock was coming uh and like the a lot of teams started uh moving into like 222 two, two base basically uh uh base uh, base composition so like teams are already basically gearing up for that there some of them are more ready than others but uh like you know, it's 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 happening. Uh stage four will be an interesting one because uh, stage one, two, three has been without roll lock and stage four is the last stage before the grand finals. Uh, so it should be it should be an interesting uh, uh interesting stage for sure to see how teams are have adapted uh and what the various compositions will be. Uh competitive play will be very, very, very interesting. Uh so that's so that's the. Uh, I can go into a lot more detail about a lot of the, uh, the changes that are upcoming. About if they, there were specific hero changes that uh, were made to uh, make role Queue more suitable for certain heroes, etc. Cetera, et cetera, but they're, they're gonna, we're already running pretty long, and I don't want to get into extremely like minute meta discussions of uh, Overwatch. So
1: you're saying uh, you're uh, saying we should maybe start a spin off Overwatch podcast and call it Overcast.
0: If if we call it overcast, I swear to God, like We're gonna get we cannot sued. do that. Gotta, Marco's gonna be like, <laughs> no. I mean, it's not like this. Like, like, yeah, it's not a good. I mean, it's gonna the yeah. If you find an Overwatch, uh, I have I have I already have a domain name that we could use for for a, a Overwatch podcast. By the way, what and is it called? Um it's not in use. It's it's autonomy.com. It it basically stands for ultimate economy, which is uh which is a very important concept, uh, like a strategic concept in, in Overwatch, uh in Overwatch uh compositions, like managing your ultimates and using them appropriately and stuff like that. So I already have a like a, a name and domain sort of uh there if anybody wa- if anybody is interested in, in discussing Overwatch for hours on end uh, with me. Uh I guess hit me up. Like I don't know. I, I don't know if anybody's interested in that, but we can certainly work something out. I think if, if anybody is interested in talking about uh, Overwatch League, uh, competitive Overwatch stuff like that, yeah, feel free to hit me up. Uh, so that's that's Overwatch uh, Roll queue, and Roll Lock. Uh, it's, it's huge. This is the uh, this is the biggest change in Overwatch uh, since the competitive mode was introduced in back way back. Uh, so the, looking forward, I'm looking. I'm excited for next season. It's coming coming in September. Uh, uh, I'm excited for. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing ranked more um, with the Roku stuff. It's gonna. It's gonna definitely eliminate some some of the some of the psychological and social effects of, of uh, having uh, being able to uh, choose and play the class that you want to play, etc. Stuff like that. Uh, so so looking forward to it. Uh, that's Overwatch you uh, should drop this up you can find me uh, on Mastodon talking about how Goats is dead uh, at, static staticsafe at com. and Joseph, uh, where can people find you on, on, on Mastodon on the internet
1: you can find me on Mastodon at Chosafine at Mastodon I can't fucking remember my own handle sorry <laughs> <10-forward>. yeah Chosephine <laughs> at 10forward.social is where my Mastodon profile lives
0: yeah and uh if you if you have any feedback, uh send that to there's the email on, on two shades of Contact at two brown dot com. It's the address. Send us uh if you have any if we've anything to say about roll queue, uh I don't know, laptops, gaming e- gaming.
1: EGPUs, if you wanna just talk EGPUs, about EGPUs and how glorious I mean, they are.
0: Uh, gamer related things. I don't know. Just like, if
1: you also want to tell me what flavor of respawn the official energy drink for gamers.
0: There are flavors.
1: Yeah, it's green oh apple, a berry one, and like a pomegranate one. I've been trying to figure I, out what. Like, I, I think I just. What is if, I it may, if I if I if, if I
0: can make a suggestion, you said
1: berry, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what What
0: did you say the three flavors were? Then? Let
1: me pull it up again. Hold up a second. <laughs> also, sorry, incoming loud keyboard noises. <laughs>
0: I think some people like that kind of uh, uh, ASMR, keyboard ASMR, for sure.
1: You know, it's actually probably uh, a good idea to bring this to work because people are on phone who, on phones who sit next to me, and so mm-hmm. they probably heard all day. They'd be very angry.
0: Yes, they probably will be yes, very.
1: Angry. Okay, let's see what the flavors we got. Okay, all right, we have oh, there's four flavors. Oh shit! Oh shit! Pomegranate, watermelon, green apple, blue raspberry, and tropical pineapple. Zero cal, zero sugar, and only twenty calories.
0: Hmm. hmm i i don't have a, like the berry one sounds all right to me i guess i don't know i like I'm, i don't know i don't i try to avoid like i haven't drunk a an energy drink in a long long time
1: oh my god! And i love uh, like there's testimonials respawn is there for me and i need to focus for a day of hardcore gaming it keeps me going where other drinks fall flat
0: Okay, that was written by a razor, like a a razor person wrote that. Come on. I drink Respawn
1: before every show to give me the focus I need to put on a great show. Um, What else do we we have? Respawn gives me a refreshing mental boost that helps me lock in and focus.
0: That's also a marketing person. These are all marketing people. These are all razor marketing, like like not marketing people, but like... uh, Somebody got like paid like sponsored reviews. These are all sponsored reviews. Um, I'm just saying like nobody talks like that in a review. Come on. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's our tangent aside. Uh, two shades of com. contact two shades of com If you drink energy drinks, uh, Feel free to tell us about your experiences. That's the thing. Uh, we won't judge you too much. We, this, we don't. Uh,
1: we don't food shame on this podcast. Yeah. yeah however, I mean, no. however, if your energy drink has more than two hundred milligrams of caffeine, I would advise caution because that's a lot of fucking caffeine. There are some. I no. I saw this one at Seven Eleven that had like three hundred and fifty milligrams of caffeine. Jesus Christ. I, and then I bought it and drank it and I started shaking.
0: So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah don't.
1: Yeah, that so, just sounds
0: like it'll give me a headache, like a massive migraine. It's not a
1: migraine. You get the shakes from that because of how much caffeine's in your system. But, um, you know, l- tell me about your experiences playing Assassin's Creed and drinking Monster Energy Drink, the official energy drink of Assassin's Creed. It's,
0: I don't even want to know. Let's just end this. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Everybody have, have a good time. Yeah, bye. Oh, Jesus.